The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Production, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. Uh, good evening and welcome back to Streetwise. Well, you got to see the line of guys out here in the in the uh, green room outside the door here at the studio. They saw that uh, my guest this evening is going to be uh, the former Miss South Carolina. Uh, but she's coming on the second part of the show, guys. So, <laughs> and by the way, she's calling in. So, uh, anyway, my guest who's on the line, well, that's going to be a complete opposite of the second part of my show. But the first part of my show is, is also extremely important. You know, uh, recently, and I say recently, maybe maybe in the last few years, there's been sightings of uh, coyotes. And there's, there's been some issues interacting with coyotes and some children and some, and some pets. And uh, it's a, a great concern. But my guest on the show, who's beyond any, any moment now, uh, actually believes that the uh, coyotes are misunderstood and we who are human beings have to be able to coexist uh, with that uh, part of our wild life. My guest is the founder of the Wild Dog Foundation. I want to welcome back, because he was here once before, I think a couple of years ago, Frank Vincenti. Frank, welcome uh, back, I should say, to Streetwise. Thank you, Mr. Talano. Uh, sorry to disappoint all those people lined up waiting for <laughs> Okay. I'm probably nowhere near as pretty as her, that's for sure. Uh, but you, got, you, well, you do pretty things, and you, uh, you, you try to uh, enlighten us and educate us. You know, uh, well, I'm grateful to you for giving me this uh, second shot at it. Uh, oh, very grateful to you. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm glad to because you know I'm an animal. Uh, I guess you can say animal love it as well. And to me, if I see a coyote, I, you know, to me it looks like my old German shepherd, right? So uh, pretty but, much, yeah. Yeah. So what is the what is uh, uh, what's our concern, or is there a concern with these? Uh, and I, I know there was a, you, you've got a lot of uh, exposure, I say, publicity when. Uh, it was a sad situation that there was a family of uh, coyotes at uh, JFK Airport and, and LaGuardia. The, LaGuardia the, I'm sorry, LaGuardia. Yeah. The, the other, the, the other side there of is, there is a coyote that lives, or has had been living north of JFK for uh-huh. several years, but just an individual. Oh, okay. But you, you, you had a big concern on uh, at uh, LaGuardia in regard to yeah. puppies. You call, and they're still puppies, correct? These are yeah. Co- there, there was uh, the first. Family of coyotes that had been documented born on Long Island, and uh, unfortunately, they were frequenting a very uh, industrial and residential area uh, where their uh, their exposure was was very obvious. I mean, usually coyotes are pretty cryptic; they're pretty uh, good at keeping hidden and 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 uh, not being seen, but. These animals chose uh, an area that uh, was hard not to miss them, uh, and the area had uh, experienced a recent development uh, in uh, a wooded lot that was owned by the airport. So that sort of compromised uh, some of their, you know, open spaces or green uh, spaces that they mm. could have easily stayed hidden for a longer period of time. Well, 
So uh, what was the outcome with that? With the I I know uh, uh, something uh, really not great happened with I, I think the, right. the one of the uh, I guess let's say parents of the uh, puppies. Well, uh, it, it was uh, it was it, it's it epitomized the, the coyotes <laughs> the coyotes experience uh, throughout the, the country where. Right. Uh, you know their their undeserved reputation supersedes them, uh, and uh, you know people embellish a lot of stories about them. And uh, authorities are always on pins and needles uh, whether trying to satiate uh, an anxious public that is misinformed or uh, the animal's behavior is being misinterpreted. Uh, I, I have to say though, Mr. Tolano, my group, uh, which directly observed the animals many, many nights, uh, was barred from having a say in whatever decision was to be made about them, and uh, unfortunately they were trapped and euthanized, yes, uh, the meant. adults and the, the youngsters, uh, leaving one individual uh, that managed to elude uh, capture. Now, Frankincenti, you wanted to trap them and relocate them, Is was that correct? No, actually no. Uh, oh. There were some animal welfare people that, uh, you know, that's the the solution for every conflict. Uh, right. Unfortunately, it's not a solution. Uh, uh, I actually wanted them to stay there. And uh, the animals were never aggressive. I had interacted with them on numerous occasions mm. and never once had any uh, aggression directed towards me. I, I did have the help of some empathetic people locally. They were never aggressive to them either. Uh, I, if I was allowed to contribute an opinion or advice, even to state, city, or Port Authority, federal individuals, uh, and even academics, which, you know, I'm one of the few people locally that has uh, deterred coyotes, uh, mm. I think we would have had a very different outcome. I think we would have had a very uh, successful outcome in yeah. uh the animals being able to stay there and not get into any conflicts with people. But how, about how would you do that? First of all, the first question is, how were you able to interact with them, Frank Vincenti? How were you able to do that yourself? Well, I, uh, every time, the, the, the unfortunate thing, Mr. Tolano, which was... I, uh, wish, you, I wish you would call me Lou, but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay. respect. We're, we're Italian, so it's okay. respect. Okay. <laughs> I, have, I have tremendous respect for you. Thank you. Uh, First off, the habitual feeding w was a major problem. All right? mm. There were individuals that, despite my efforts uh, to tell them otherwise, uh, continued to feed them oh. and uh, bring them out into the open. And, and that's something authorities should have cracked down on mm. immediately in the form of uh, tickets, fines, uh, you know, uh, having uh, law enforcement uh prevent those sort of things, nobody did it. So how would they survive? What would they, in other words, if, if well, there this... There's plenty of food down there naturally. There is. I mean, natural they, they food. Were, they, yeah, they were, they were feeding on, uh, you know, other smaller animals. Like uh, what? I hope not somebody's pet. No, no, they're not at all. Uh, they, they, uh, they were eating rats. They were eating... Right. Uh, mm. a, a few occasions they had uh, grabbed a raccoon and a possum. Right. Uh, but that's nature. Uh, but, yeah, but the the habitual feeding uh, by people who felt they were well intentioned mm. uh, was uh, sort of uh, 
substituting in, in many instances for them sticking to natural prey. Uh, there was also several uh, cat rescue organizations that were putting ample food out for cats, mm. and uh, the coyotes were taking advantage of that as well. Yeah. But just just that that alone would have cut down on 90% of uh, you know the animals' poor habits that they they had had. Uh, so right. But I got to ask you now. Obviously, now you're the founder of the Wild Dog Foundation, but you are involved in a family business going back over half a century. You are a well-popular Nassau County North Shore barber, correct? Uh, uh, yeah. Say it. Like, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about popularity, but uh, you, you, geez, you, it's you, almost a century. Uh, almost a century. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're almost a 100-year-old business, wow. uh, but... Uh, but how do you? Yeah, so well, my point is, my, my point is, you know, by profession and family, uh, that's an old, that's a, like an old Italian culture too. Coming in being a right. barber, you know, digging ditches or being a barber, whatever. But anyway, uh, right. so it was handed down from, I guess, from your grandfather, great grandfather, something. Uh, yeah, my great grandfather, my grandfather, uh, my grandfather wow. and then my father. Amazing. But how did you, yeah. someone like you, uh, you know, uh, uh, get involved and, and having the compassion and the concern and and being sympathetic to these uh, coyotes? Uh, well, it's it's uh, really what I always wanted to do, even as a kid. Uh, I'm, unfortunately, I, I, I couldn't get into, I couldn't attend college and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's what I, what I always wanted to do. Uh, so I'm, you know... Uh, mm. But I'm going for it uh, as a as a lay person a, uh, with my non for profit. Right now, do you? Uh, yeah, let's mention that it's uh, the Wild Dog Foundation is a non for profit. Now, right. uh, coyotes are they are considered the dog family? Is that right? Yeah, coyotes. Uh, and to answer your question prior, right. uh, as far as uh, you know, why uh, perceived threat to the public? They mm. really aren't. Uh, you know they're very shy and uh, mm. they're easily scared off if people want to do that. Right. Uh, I do that. That's what I was doing at the airport. Well, they well, usually they I'm, usually scare us off. Yeah. Well, that that's that also uh, is is part of the problem because yeah. you know as people act more fearful in front of them, the more conditioned they get to yeah. being more comfortable. Yes. So mm -hmm. you know you actually have to do the opposite. There, there's been some poor advice given. Mm. Uh, by some interest groups uh, with the recent coyote sightings, uh, you know, interest groups that normally give advice on stray dogs or a yeah. loose uh, dog, uh, where with coyotes you have to do the opposite. You have to be aggressive wow. and, uh, you know, get them to run off. And they, they, they always do. They, they always do it with me. Right. Uh, but uh, they're, they're not really a threat to the public unless people are feeding them or, uh, you know, they unfortunately acquire disease, which is rare. But, yeah, they're part of the dog family. They're, they're closely related to dogs and wolves, uh, probably mm. just a, a variation of those species. Uh, dogs having come from the wolf thousands of years ago. Coyote and the wolf uh, share a common ancestor and, uh, you know, diverged from each other just several thousand years ago mm. uh, prior to that. Right. So. Now, uh, speaking of educating the public in regards to understanding uh, these uh, wildlife uh, uh, coyotes, 
you uh, you go around lecturing yourself and uh, uh, to right. different. Uh, I'm going to mention that in a moment where you're going to be on August 22nd. But you right. do that yourself. You try to educate people how they can. So like you like what you're doing now. You're giving you're giving us insight and, and actually an education. On, well, thanks uh, yeah. to you for allowing me uh, mm. to do so. A lot of people don't. <laughs> so I'm great. I'm grateful to you for giving me this platform. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not glad to do because I I know. But how you, you know? Aside from that, you go around and what you you do is and you you try to educate, not to be repetitious, but you educate us the the, the public in regard to knowing where the coyote is, or instead of right away seeing it, shooting it, because you know people are armed or whatever, or trying to to hurt it. So, right. but how did? But first of all, isn't coyotes new to this part of? Uh, I would say, I don't say America, maybe New York, uh, downstate here, Long Island, or Queens, or whatever. Yeah, right. Is that new? Yeah, that's, that, that's the phenomenon. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, I mean, uh, there, there is fossil evidence of coyotes in the East uh, many thousands of years ago, the mm. last ice age. But wow. supposedly as the, uh, the habitat began to change and became more forested, it, it, it was more appropriate for wolves where coyotes retreated back to the uh, more arid uh, plains west of the Mississippi. That's the, the popular theory. Uh, the amazing thing within the last 200 years at least is as you know, colonists uh, had manipulated much of the North American continent, manifest destiny going out west, uh, unfortunately uh, mm. Persecution of predators uh, resulted in uh, the near extinction of the wolf and the mountain lion, and uh, the coyote uh, being persecuted the same, uh, and an animal that has been under pressure from other competitors like wolves and, and mountain lions for thousands of years, you know, adapts to this sort of pressure and actually adapted to uh the change in scenery and began to expand its range back into the east. Mm. And at some point, mixed with uh, whatever wolves were left, occasionally they mixed with dogs and created this mm. uh, unique uh, physical animal that we have now, the eastern coyote. And uh, it spread throughout New England and the southeast. And uh, Long Island is the last geographic area that they have not fully colonized and that's apparently taking place as we speak now, how do we how do you how do we protect these coyotes or should we trap them uh, and I say that you know is that would right. be and, and bring them and relocate them to uh, relocate them to a location right. yeah but like I was Different. saying before hmm. uh, uh, when you brought it up uh, right. you know relocating animals is the a feel-good thing for oh. many Okay. Animal lovers, uh, even with the LaGuardia situation, there are a lot of people that said, well, let's just trap and relocate them. Mm. Uh, a lot of times that's actually crueler because these animals uh, won't be able to survive in a new, unfamiliar area. Correct, as correct. far as, mm. you know, coming to Long Island and or, you know, relocating them to Long Island, there's really no need to yeah, but do so that. What, but what do we do? I mean, in, in other words, like you said, they're, they're in, in case of LaGuardia, they were building homes or building... Uh, uh, well, they, they, had, they so, had developed a... Uh, there was a probably a, a five-acre wooden right. lot that uh, the airport had owned that uh, right. allegedly coyotes were frequenting in years past. 
when they had developed it and made it a parking lot, uh, it made, it made uh, less cover for the coyotes who eventually had this successful litter of, right, of right. eight puppies, which is a large litter. Oh, and, uh, you know, they couldn't stay hidden. They had to be out in the open. Wow. But, uh, I mean, as far as, you know, uh, to, to answer the question, uh, coyotes are coming here naturally. Uh, there's no need to to bring them here artificially. And Correct. that wouldn't go over very well politically. Uh, I know. People be up in arms about that. But, uh you know, I've been very proactive uh, the last 20 years in this possibility. As coyotes came into the city more, uh, you know, there was always this possible uh, possible uh, anticipation of them coming into uh, coming into Long Island, and now it, it's coming to fruition. Wow! Uh, so I've been trying to educate people ahead of time uh, to combat the you know, the anxiety that people in other suburbs have because they either are unaware or they they're, they don't care to know that they're there and they, they do mm. foolish things with their pets or whatever. Uh, I'm trying, was trying to be preventative and get people aware. So when coyotes do establish themselves on Long Island to some degree, Long Islanders will know instinctively how to coexist with them already. Okay, uh, now, yes. Okay, they, they probably do. Let's talk about the, you You have an, uh, an event coming up August 22nd at 7 p.m. Uh, actually, North Shore, Long Island. Let's give the, the yeah, uh, listening and, uh, audience. Right, Shelter Rock Public Library on Searing Town Road uh, on August 22nd, 7 p.m. Uh, that's in the town of Searing Town. Or I don't even know if, I don't think Searing Town is a town, but uh, it's it's uh, you know, the town of North Hempstead, yeah, North Hempstead, on the North Shore, and it's a town hall meeting to, uh, uh, in light of recent sightings in the area, uh, to try to educate people the facts about the animals, uh, give theories as to what's going on, and mm. to allay any anxiety for pet owners and uh, parents or, or any any interested party. Right. It's more than welcome to come. Okay. Now, if people want to contact you, Frank Vincenti, how can they do that, your Wild Dog Foundation? Sure. Well, they could go on uh, to the Wild Dog Foundation website, uh, wilddog.org, mm. or they could certainly look us up on Facebook, uh, the Wild Dog Foundation on Facebook. I'm not on any other social media. Right. But, uh, well, they can come down to the talk, and I can give them direct contacts if they want to call me up or email me. If they have any concerns, you know. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Frank, did I did I lose you for a second, Frank? Uh, no, I'm I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, so we got we got the date. Uh, uh, all right, that's August twenty second, Sheringtown Public Library, and let's uh, shelter, rock. Shelter, rock. shelter. Sorry, rock. shelter rock, shelter rock. In, in Sherrington. In, in Sherrington, but I don't think it's a town either, but it's close to, uh, close to Mineola, right? Am I right in that area? Uh, north, uh, south of it, like, north of it, north of it. Yeah, it's yeah. north of Mineola, uh, where I'm from originally. It's, uh, right. near Herrick's, uh, Herrick's and Albertson and right. in that area, in between the two. Right, right, it's a right. nice, great library. Uh, I spoke there before on foxes, because you do have foxes locally right. occasionally. 
So mm. now the issue will be coyotes in the area. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, Frank and Santi, uh, great asset. And uh, again, they could just repeat where the people can reach you again. They can go online, Wild Dog Foundation. Right. The and website is wilddog.org. Dog. And okay. I'm on Facebook at Wild Dog Foundation. Okay. Good luck. I just wanted to make sure people are aware of you and not be uh, concerned about these coyote sightings. It's not as uh, yeah. There's not, there's really no reason. To, I, you know, uh, I from your know. experience in law enforcement, uh, coyotes are probably the very least uh, <laughs> worries. People is who we have to worry about, Frank Consenti. People, much. you know. Okay. Okay. She's 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 holding on the line right now. <laughs> okay. Good luck, Frank Vincenti. The date August twenty second, seven p.m. A wild dog foundation. Look it up, and uh, you know, uh, you know, they, they happen to be cute animals. Okay. Thanks, thanks. Hey, uh, thank you, Frank. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, good luck. Okay. My guest is on the line, and uh, she's going to call in and. Uh, uh, should be on the line in another minute. But uh, in the interim, you, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. If you see a coyote, he says that you can talk to him, play with it, and maybe act. I don't know. So, uh, but let's see. Uh, my guess, I think she's trying to get through the line uh, right now. So uh, let's see. I'm gonna. Yeah, you, you folks are gonna join me in uh, trying to uh, reach. I know she tried to call in earlier. So. Uh, uh, let's see what's uh, going on. I to spend a little more time with uh, with Frank. So I'm going to take a break uh, right now. Hang in there, folks. Would your business survive a disaster? Nearly two thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. The police called after midnight when they caught our son at a drinking party. It was a real wake-up call. A policeman suggested we try Al-Anon family groups. I didn't want to go to a meeting, but I'm glad I did. Are you troubled by someone else's drinking? You might be surprised at what you could learn in an Al-Anon family group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-ALANON 
or go to alanon.org. All right, I'm back. I'm back, and I had a whole line of people out there for looking for my guest who's holding on the line. She'll be on it, and she will be on in a moment because I advertised as my guest, and I had a whole line of guys out there in the studio. I forgot to tell them that she's calling in. So, guys, go home, right, or go down to the bar around the block or something. My guest is the former Miss South Carolina and Miss America runner-up in the Miss America pageant, great humorist, great singer, and she goes around the country speaking. She's a motivational speaker. And by the way, she's also, she's not just a, you know, the pretty girl, a beautiful girl. She's has the author of four great books. And my pleasure to uh, welcome to Streetwise, former Miss South Carolina, Jane Jenkins. Jane, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm very honored to be with you this afternoon. I, I, I know. You know, uh, I introduced you, and I thought you were on the line, but we had a little, little, little but it's all right. That, that happens in the radio uh, radio <laughs> business. Uh, now, you are obviously from South Carolina. Right. And uh, born and raised down in South Carolina, Jane Jenkins? I'm a, I'm a Charlestonian. Hmm. Oh, yep. Yep. Okay. Now, uh, there's been so much controversy on, uh, in, in regard to the pageant, Miss America pageant. They want to change the swimsuit, uh, or eliminate the swimsuit part of it. And my understanding is that the swimsuit has been here since uh, 1921, correct? Correct. Um, it really, that was the genesis of Miss America. It was a bathing beauty competition. Hmm. So. Yeah, and I, I'll be frank with you, I, I just absolutely didn't want to wear that thing but i realized if i wanted to get points i was going to have to make peace with the swimsuit <laughs> wow why did you not want to wear it if it's a bathing boob uh you know part of it bathing uh, the, the bathing part yeah. was a little um difficult because i didn't really have a swimsuit figure but then uh, again lou that's what i loved about it because it really made me step out of my comfort zone and get in really good shape mm. and my my coach who, by the way, was a funeral home director. That's a whole other oh, story. Isn't that funny? That is another story. <laughs> and I don't know but, if that's funny, but okay. oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where I trained in a funeral home with the caskets, urns, and Jesus call telephone reads. Oh, I bet God. y'all don't have those. Mm. Oh, well, amazing. But you're, you're, you're right. You know, if it's, it was called the beauty contest, correct, initially? Yes, so, yes. So what's the, uh, but what's your, uh, again, you said you were reluctant. Now, can I mention the year that you won the Miss Carolina? Yeah, but huh? you have to cough, Miss... <laughs> like uh, I do. Uh, okay. 19, cough, cough. No, it was in 1980. I was crowned Miss South Carolina in 1980. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, you're still very young, of course. You, you, what was you? I was, I was just, 12. I was just going to say that. I thought you were <laughs> just turned 12, right, when you entered the... <laughs> so, I, I know. But you, your thoughts on it now, I mean, at that time, uh, obviously... Uh, you said you're reluctant to wear the bathing suit part of the uh, the uh, contest? Yeah, I didn't. That was just my worst nightmare yeah. was wearing a swimsuit. But um, swimsuit. after I got in shape, and I mean, even my professor in graduate school said, wear the swimsuit underneath your clothes mm. and make friends with it. And I did. So I don't know if you know what Spanx are, but I think I invented Spanx because, you know, oh. the swimsuit's kind of tight. But after that, I was so proud of myself, and, and I have found that the young women who really worked hard to get in shape were so proud to walk across that stage 
and now it's been tainted to some kind of weird, um, you know, skin movement or showing your body, and it's not. Uh, for me, it was a challenge, and I really think it, it kicked the door down for me to have courage to try to get my comedy right. on serious or write four books or step mm. out and, and walk on a big stage with a bunch of uh, folks in the audience. Uh, I, that, to me, just spurred me on. Like, hey, if I did that, I wore that swimsuit in front of all those people. I can do this. So it was like a domino effect for me for courage. Right. But, you know, it's interesting because on the beach today, uh how do I say it? Women, girls, ladies? Uh, you know, I gotta be careful. You gotta be politically correct. So, wearing almost nothing today, right? Yeah, it's gotten very skimpy, and skimpy. I will tell you, that's not, I do not like that part. I, that would be, oh man, I don't know, that would be very hard at that age for me to have dressed like that. We were having the option. We were getting to that stage at Miss America where you could see. Right. Some people were considering, and I was so glad they kept the one piece. But, you know, the, the thing is, it's not even called swimsuit anymore. That phase of competition is called lifestyle and fitness. Oh, now, you and I both know that that's huge, that, that especially, you know, in South Carolina, we have lots of issues with people not being in shape, diabetes and so on. Mm. So lifestyle and fitness is very important. As a life principle, you got to feel good mentally by eating right physically and then you can be productive but and how, do, yeah, how do we avoid that great southern fried chicken how do we do that oh i avoided you know, it this morning boy i didn't want to but, I, but so <laughs> I, I can understand how do you avoid that my unbelievable you know, so. well you gotta eat it every now and again you know i mean you just can't shut it all down you know what I'm right saying? right 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 so uh <laughs> you definitely don't have a staten island accent i could tell you that but I can have a stat noise. I know that. that's how we're just kidding because I know you're very, very <laughs> talented. You can, you, you can do that. Now, uh, the controversy, I think the former, and I don't think I'm positive, the former Miss, uh, America, like the uh, pageant you entered, uh, Gretchen Carlson, yeah. uh, who people know her. Actually, I know her when she was a, a host on, on Fox, Fox cable uh, television. And then she actually she was the head of the uh, the uh, pageant or the uh, the Miss America pageant herself the group. Right, she is now. She yeah. is now. Okay. Now the controversy. What's the controversy? She doesn't. She wants to eliminate that from the, or from the, uh, yeah. the contest. But meanwhile, she had no problem doing it herself when she she entered well, it. Well, well, here's the problem. Uh, what what happened uh, when that ruling came down? A lot of people didn't like it. But a lot of people love the system and what it does to help young women with education, communication skills, talents, the whole deal. We love that, although some of us were going, what? And then gown, evening gown, it has become whatever your definition of formal wear is, which is weird right there. Everybody was like, no, don't change it that much. And then all of a sudden we heard that ABC was not going to air the competition because mm. of the Me Too movement and the swimsuit part. Oh, boy. And now we're hearing, well, maybe that wasn't all true. So people are feeling very betrayed. A lot of state associations, I was just on Facebook with Heather Whitestone, mm. who's a beautiful Miss America. She was um, hearing impaired, um, beautiful 
woman from Miss, she was Miss Alabama, right. and uh, she's very disturbed over the fact that the facts have been distorted. And I, I frankly, you know, I'm a Southern woman, and I'm frankly tired of seeing that movement, which has its positives, but it infects something iconic like Miss America. And it's not about walking across the stage and, and, and looking like a piece of meat. Right. It's about being proud of the fact that you're physically fit. So my my suggestion would be, why don't you have a physical fitness competition, a routine of some sort, so to show like they do in the Miss America's Outstanding Team, uh, they do a do a routine to show that they can exercise. Right. Uh, so replace it with something and be honest about what this is about. So what what are what is the reality of that? What are what, what does Me Too have to do with that anyway? They're getting involved in everything. It's getting well. They call themselves feminists. I you know so. Uh, I agree. Uh, I, I'm scratching my head too. What in the world? Yeah. Why is this movement? People are just not standing up, saying no more. I'm done with this. Right. And we have a lot of iconic institutions in America that are being attacked. Now, I think that movement has its merits. Don't get me wrong. I'm a female. I mm. get that. But I think it has bled over into areas that do not need to be involved in that movement. Mm. And that's what happens, unfortunately. Right. So all the good that's done, it's questioned when it becomes part of a iconic institution like Miss America, or look at the Boy Scouts of America. That's a whole nother uh, exactly. something that's you know it's just exactly. it's unfortunate. I mean, I was an elementary school child. I stood up, put my hand over my heart, and I said the pledge, and mm. we prayed. I am so thankful. As a child, I grew up with my sixth grade teacher quoting scripture. Yes, I love that, and I think of every day. I think of may the words of my ha- my mouth. And the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. I love that scripture. And that, look, here I can quote it verbatim because of that sweet school teacher I had in the sixth grade. Well, you, you know, I talk about that uh, on, on, uh, my, on the show here every so often, how they take, want to take prayer, uh, prayer out of the school, uh, the sta- standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance is optional on some schools, not at all, you know, and we're losing that. You know that that would be more important than concerned about should should a, uh, a female wear or not wear a swimsuit or a bathing suit, whatever you know, the, the right term for it, in a a contest. But uh, but why would why would a A B C be intimidated by a, the the Me Too group? Well, they it's uh, uh, they're gonna, I think they're going to lose an audience. Yeah. I think they are too, and I think that it's uh, very crucial. And I'll tell you what I think, Lou. I don't think Miss America has done a really good job educating the general public. Mm. We had we had what uh, eighty three thousand women vying for the title right. of Miss America when I started. Now we have four thousand. Wow! Um, that was an internal discovery with Miss America that got out, which I read it because I have a friend that showed that to me. It was right. scary, but I think it'd be great if they could go to. Uh, some remote town in New York and, and ask a young woman who participated in a local preliminary, maybe Miss Albany or one of those uh, right. locals, and say, tell me what this competition did for you. Because I can tell you right now, I know a lot of young women that competed on the local level, didn't touch the state level right. or the national, and it has been a life changer for them for skills they learned. And I have a whole speech as a professional speaker called right. Own Your Runway 
secrets from a recovering beauty queen. Mm. And it's business success secrets. And it's all about good communication, which is interview, lifestyle and fitness, which is swimsuit. Evening gown, which is your branding. It's your style. It is your talent. Do you have a talent within what you do in your profession that you can give back in a philanthropic way? I know women that bake cookies and are fantastic CEOs, and that's just their gift. I mean, why not? So there, there is a game changer for me coming from a, a poor farming environment right. on John's Island with my daddy struggling. It was right. just a total game changer. Mm. And there's also what you do with you. You get... Uh disciplined that's pretty part of it you know you discipline yourself yeah it's it's, it's a main part you know i I got to brag a little bit i did i did win a a bodybuilding contest actually i came in fifth place in mr super colossus you know years ago i bet you are swimsuit so (laughs) i did i tell you why i was reluctant because i'm i was a power lifter so i entered the power lifting part of it and then the guy grabbed me and says, hey, hey, listen, you look good. Why don't you jump into this Mr. Super Colossus and say, I don't know, I'm not a poser. I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm more of a weightlifter, not a guy gets up there. And, and truthfully, I, even though the women were there, they were, loved it, I thought it was unmanly for a guy to go up there and start posing and turning around and all that stuff. But I did it. But I think I lost because I didn't have the knack of a professional bodybuilding poser like you. You know, so I just. <laughs> but uh, you know what? But 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 you know what? How cool is it that I heard an Olympic athlete say this one time who did not win a gold medal? He said, "I don't feel sorry for myself. I feel sorry for the people who don't try." Yes, but See, by, now, yeah. So you can yeah. always look back on that and say, "You know what? I oh, did I do. that. I tried it." I do. I do look back sure. and say, "And I tried it, and I, I laugh at it, and then I'm also, uh, I was, I was, uh, in retrospect, I was glad to do it." You know, so you know. In, in, in your case, yes, your palm, you were poor farm girl, and you believed in like we do, God and country, which I can tell you, you still do. Right. And uh, we still do. We're not going to. We don't stop that. So that's been a change. So, but these groups like me too. I mean, so uh, now Gretchen Carlson, is she, she is. Uh, what happened with her? I mean, she's. Uh, uh, you you sort of uh, on the opposite end of this uh, argument, I guess. Well, uh, what happened was, and she had an incredible career at Fox News. Correct. And mm. after, I believe, she was there for maybe 11 years. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there was the Roger Ailes controversy, and mm. she was not there anymore and had a $20 million settlement agreement. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so who will know what really happened? Yeah, she's claiming. No one will ever know. You can't. They cannot discuss it. Well, That's the first chapter of her book. And, uh-huh. uh can't discuss it. Signing. Can't discuss it, but she has it in her book. <laughs> right. So it's like I can't tell you even the name of the person. Mm. But I can't tell you what happened to me at the place where I worked that I can't tell you where that was either. Right. But I can tell you about Sue the Q down the road that had a situation. Yeah. So that's the whole book. See, my publisher is Hachette. Hers is Hachette. So mm. I was there during the, when exactly when her book launched, right. and I was having lunch with the Hachette people, and we were talking about it. And I think, you know, I went up to her and congratulated her and said, "Thank you for sharing your journey." Right. But I had no idea that Gretchen had what I would call an agenda, and it is a big agenda, and it's starting with something that so many of us believe can be can be tweaked a little bit without change so dramatically. But I still feel like the bigger problem is that 
people don't know about what Miss America does for young women who participate. They just mm. don't know. What does it do? What's the benefit? The big, aside from trying to uh, forget about winning, about entering it itself, what does that do for young women? When, for example, Lou, this year after the pageant, I went up to several young women who did not win, and they just said, this has been one of the greatest experiences mm. of my life. I have learned how to get myself in good physical shape. I've learned how to communicate in an extraordinary way. I mean, I've had women, no kidding, tell me that they were in a, an interview for a job, and the person interviewing said, stop right now. You've got the job. <laughs> wow. Where did you learn to do this? Wow. And they said, I was in the Miss America system. Mm. And they said, your communication skills are great. My my daughter was in America's Outstanding Young Woman, was formerly Junior Miss, wow. and she had the same experience. She is an awesome communicator, and she credits a lot of that as interview skills where you learn how to have good eye contact, yes. you learn to pause, you learn to formulate your thoughts. Mm. I mean, it is a lot to be said for the science of communicating. Body language. Body language. Very much so. Yeah. The other thing is that it's a challenge. I mean, and, and, and extraordinary people always will go after a challenge, more yeah. than likely. You show confidence in yourself. It, and it, you grow from within. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I think it grows women from the inside out. Mm. And all of a sudden, and, and this is my line when I speak, and, and I'm a humorist, but I will say at times, you know, Miss America was everything I knew I could become, but I was not. Uh-huh. You were close, so, but you were close. You were runner-up. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had a great time. I got into the top, but it was an extraordinary experience to learn all these skills that I really and truly have taken to the next level of my life and been able to share it with other people. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because, you know, some people think, ah, hey, you just got to have a great body and this, you would like it. In your case, besides being an author of uh, Talk About the Books in a Moment, you travel around the country, you're a motivational speaker, and uh, you speak several languages. <laughs> I mean, it's English, a... Southern, huh? Northern, which is Staten Island, right. actually, and Gullah. <laughs> I, I speak, Gullah is a low country dialect that you hear around the, uh, the Sea Islands, and mm. it's a... Uh, it's kind of a butchered Creole British, uh-huh. and it was Creole. actually an African-American dialect. And yes. since I was reared down there, I mean, we all understood it and spoke it. Mm. It's not like a mixture of French and African-American. Uh, it is, and yeah, it's a beautiful language. Yeah, yeah. Well you, see, well, you have it. There's no two ways about it. Now, uh, but my question is, how do you speak German with a southern accent? Oh, no, English, English, Southern, Northern <laughs> German. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have I mean, to go to Southern Germany. <laughs> oh, I was going to, I know that. Talk about you know, your books. Uh, the, the titles alone are interesting. Bury Me With My Pearls. That sounds like a oh. woman. I'm taking it with me. No one's going to oh, get them. Man. You know? I know, I know. I love that. But I did an analogy, and it was dedicated to my mother who passed away, mm. and we were very close. And she was in the hospital, and she was getting sicker and sicker. It was her heart. And she just said, you know, my mother said to bury me with my pearls. And she made that comment, and I just loved it, and it stuck with me. And so after she passed away, I wrote about seed pearls, which are the little decisions we make that can be big consequences. Yes. But we keep making good, small decisions, and we'll have good, large consequences. And then I talk about the dark pearls, which are the 
the really hard things that happen that slam us. And mm. we can either handle it or it handles us. Mm. And that's your emotional state. I call it mental wealth. So I talk about that. And then the irregular pearls are really funny things that happen. And to have a merry heart. And the Bible tells us a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Right. But a crushed spirit will dry your bones, which are the people that let the dark pearls wear them, so to speak. Yeah. And, and that's sad. They let you know, the, they, it controls them as, as opposed to the other way around. Right, and they need it. Everybody should have a big old strand of pearls. You should too. But, you, but it should be in business. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. But uh. <laughs> but I mean, in an analogy, I know. I mean, the I dark know. pearl is the one you should wear the most proudly because you say, "Hey, look, I went through some really bad stuff, but look, I challenged and conquered it, and I'm proud of this dark pearl." Well. You see what I'm saying? It's valuable. Well, of course. It's, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, now the. Uh, Speaking of pearls, like you say, uh, I should too. You know, yes, my father, way from the old, old school, and a man, uh, a male wearing earrings, and he said to me, the only two, there's only two types of men that wear earrings. He says, that's gypsies and homosexuals. Oh, my. From the old school. You couldn't say that now, although I just said it, but I'm just repeating something that my oh, father, yeah, that that my father said. And that was, oh, yeah, so yeah. I know. You said, oh, my, but uh, I guess it is, oh, my. Now, rhinestones are my flip-flops. That means what? You can wear all your jewelry and still wear flip-flops? <laughs> well, the subtitle in my mind was, when my flips don't be a flop. Uh-huh. Find a mm. way to find the good in the flip-flops, which is kind of like the pearl theme. I just have... A whole lot more southern humor. I talk about women of wisdom. I call them the wow women. Mm. We all need wow people in our lives. You need men of wisdom. You need Moe's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I, I had a lot of fun with this one because it's not preachy, but I take iconic biblical figures and yeah. talk about women and talk about their flip-flops. And then mm. what do they teach us when we have flip-flops? How can we sparkle and shine? Wow. And I like I have deceived Eve, domestic diva Martha, Salty Mrs. Lott. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, see, Mrs. Lott was the woman that didn't want to move ahead. She wanted to hold on to her past, and she didn't have rhinestones on her flip-flops, honey. She had brimstone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, some people uh, don't want to look ahead. They, well, they want to look back or stay where they are. Now, what, one of the, the, the titles that I like is, and, and we're, actually, we're actually pretty much talking about it, too, uh, in a sense, you don't have to be beautiful to be a beauty queen. That's, that's very, right. That's important to almost every one of us. That's know? right. Yeah. So That's very uh, true. I mean, beauty truly, like I tell my daughter, I mean, you know, every little girl growing up wants to be this little starlet on the Disney Channel or wants to be, mm. you know, Caroline kept saying Britney Spears, Britney Spears. I said, oh, honey, boy. that bless her heart, she's got a whole lot ahead of her. Mm. She's got to learn how to handle. And I said, all that glitters is not gold. And, of course, my daughter's matured a good bit, and she sees what I was saying. But beauty, truly, as we age, and who better to speak of this than the beauty queens that have had a crown on their head, mm. we better develop some inside beauty so we can continue to feel good about who we are and to share who we are with others. Right, and, and you do that when you go around lecturing uh, as a motivational speaker. Now, what is this? Is this a, I see volume one. Uh, I do have to because I'm really unclear. What, Tata? What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you got to explain that to me and my audience. What Tata teach us? What, tata what, what does Tata teach, teach us? I think that's what it that, is, right? That is the uh, analogy of a woman's anatomy. Whoa. Yes, and it. Let me tell you, that's a sweet little book. It's wow. even illustrated. 
It really is. Mm. And like the very first chapter is I've got someone who, like I said, it's illustrated, is a little girl and she is holding up a little tiny um, brassiere. And then on the other hand, she's holding up a big old brassiere. And the <laughs> subtitle is, Y'all, Life Isn't Fair. Well, well. And then the next one is Pain uh, of the changes in life can be painful. Right. And then the next chapter, it's just mm. little illustrations that right. you might give it as a gift book for encouragement for women that might be dealing with breast cancer. Right. My sister had breast cancer, mm. and I wrote that in memory of her, and she actually survived oh. the breast cancer, oh. but she didn't take care of her health, and she had a heart attack and died right oh, after, right. I mean, five months after my mother died. So, so I lost two very important women. Yeah, it was tough. Yep. Uh, but, you know, uh, I noticed in my time, I have, uh, we all lose friends as we, we get older, and many of them, and uh, in later years, and I'm going to give the year, all of a sudden they hit 60 years old, and at that age, they're asking me, hey, Lou, what are the good exercises? What, and what's good to eat? When they used to, many years ago, uh, I would take vitamins. Hey, what are you taking that crap for? And, you know, and, and what are you waking up for? Oh, let's go to the bar and have a drink. And I would do the opposite. Now when they hit 60 years old, right, all of a sudden, now they get concerned about what exercises should I do, what food should I eat, what food should I not eat, what vitamins. So, I, you know, and some of them, I, I just, being a humorous like you to a degree, I say to them, it's too late now. But then I say, no. Yeah, so, you know, when I'm saying, wow, you know, so, but anyway, but, we, it, what you do when you're young, if you take care of yourself, it pays off as, uh, you know, pays off. It really off. does. Yeah. It really does. I mean, uh, what you put in your mouth is going to show up somewhere. Yeah. I know. And but you I, have to tell yourself mm. that. I mean, uh, and I tell myself that too, and I can get sloppy with eating habits, but you're really going to, I mean, the principle of, of sowing and reaping is just like eating. I mean, yeah. what, what you sow, you're going to reap. Oh boy, uh, you, you know Jane Jenkins, former Miss uh, South Carolina, uh, Miss America pageant runner-up, and sort of involved in this controversy of uh, this America trying to uh, drop the or eliminate the uh, the swimming suit attire in, in regard to the coming event. How can how can uh, the audience, audience listening, in, uh, how can they get your books, uh, Jane Jenkins? Well, the the rhinestone book is all over. It's in mm. bookstores uh, across the country and Amazon, of course. And uh, so anywhere books are sold. And my website is janeherlong.com, H-E-R-L-O-N-G. And several of my books are on, I think all of my books are on Amazon, but you can go to my website and order too. But um, those are, I just think they're sweet books. I'm, I'm a humorist, and so it's I not know. all going to be heavy. It's fun, but I've just been a blessing to me, Lou, really. I don't mean to sound like the old beauty queen here, mm. but it's a, such a blessing to have someone just like I was in Charleston this morning. I drove back to Edgefield, but I was at a funeral, and mm. I had someone at the funeral come up to me and say, I read your book. Thank you so much. You just don't know. I laughed, wow. but it gave me a life lesson, too. Man, I'm telling you what, that is, I feel like God's ultimate blessing. So you can take all life's experiences and try to make something good and share it with somebody else and hopefully help someone else make something good. Right. You know, you know what I found, and also in regard to my personal experience as well, I find people that had a rough, and I'm going to say rough to a degree, uh, growing up, like you were a farm girl, you know, and uh, is that you somehow you learn to have a great 
uh, sense of humor, and and you do in your case, you know, you are a humorist, and uh, I know you had struggles with your mom and your sister and things like that, but yet we're still able to, you know, help people and have people smile or even laugh, of course, you know. So, uh, and you you are one of one of the, those people. So the, the the question is with Greta Carlson, who is the what is she, the state, the, uh, the chairwoman, I think, of yeah, the state? Yeah, either she's the chairperson. Chairperson, the chairwoman, or chairlady. Yeah, yeah, CEO. Chairperson, right. Mm. So are they going to eliminate the swim suit part of the Miss America contest? Are oh, they, yeah. They're oh, going to do that. Couple, yeah, coming up in a couple of weeks will yeah. be the Miss America pageant, and they are saying that it will be eliminated. Uh, I feel sorry for these contestants. Wow. And a lot of people I know that judge state pageants after that ruling came down, it affected their their choice of the winner. Yeah. Uh, and here these girls have spent all this time preparing. They get to the state pageant, and the rules changed, and then the judges start changing their judging, hoping that this girl that they pick would have a better chance at Miss America oh. because swimsuit's not important, and evening wear is whatever you think evening wear is, um. and they need the girl with the story. The, the story is the is the girl that they're going to go with. It sounds like the good interview with the big story, and that's where it sounds like Miss America is gravitating to. And in my opinion, they said, and Gretchen kept saying, "Well, it's just more inclusive." Well, I think they're watering it down, and it's making not as special. It's not for everybody. They are. It's just not. But you can enter it, and you can gain and learn, and who knows how far you go. Mm. I mean, I know of a girl that milked the cow in a pageant in Miss Illinois. That's pretty funny. Well, yeah, you, you know, change the requirements to make it, uh, I don't know, easier. I, I guess that's what and it it's is. it's not supposed but to be. The city- there's some things that are tough. I mean, what if I decide I want to be a jockey and I'm almost 5'7"? Wow. Well, yes. I mean, I can't ride a horse and expect. I mean, there are just some things that are very sacred and that, that rules are rules and standards are put there for a reason. Absolutely. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be a good basketball player unless you're 6'5", at least, you know. Right. You know, unless you're exceptional, there are shorter people. So there are rules for rules. If you're a jockey, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna play for, you're not gonna be actually a, a lineman on a football team, you know. So, exactly. yeah, you just, you have to do what you can do. That's the, that's the way, that's life, you know. Well then, you know, you look at the Miss USA pageant, and you're thinking, man, that'll be the next, uh, American entity, which is very much, See, this is the thing. Miss Universe is the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say. Miss America is the girl next door. It has never been about the most beautiful girl in the world. Right. It's, and Al Marks, the CEO of Miss America from way back, said this is about a young girl that enters this competition. Nobody knows her. And overnight, for about three hours of time, she becomes America's sweetheart. Wow. And that was the beauty of Miss America. Yeah. That's... And still should be. Do you think it will affect Miss USA and Miss Universe? I guarantee it, you somebody's going to go after it. I mean, yeah. I've been watching country music channel, CMT, whatever it's called, um, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders. Uh, I've been watching that because one of our Miss South Carolina. Me too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rachel Wyatt was first runner-up to Miss America, and she is competing. Mm. And I'm thinking the whole time, that'll be that'll be another attack on the Dallas Cowboys oh, cheerleaders. Yes. You just wait. It's just, this stuff just kicks the door down for a tsunami 
of yeah. issues is totally unrelated, and it really takes away from the true meaning of these things that we should address in this country. It just diminishes that when it gets you know, and infects too many things that it shouldn't touch. Well, what about the talent part of it? Aside that you have to, in addition to uh, the gowns and and the bathing suits and things like that, you have to have a talent, a talent like you sing, right? Yes, Was, yeah. yes, and it's it's going to um. They, they're saying now that the judging is going to be more on the interview and more on the talent. Oh, so you'll boy. see a talented, very good interview young lady with a great story. Mm. And that, that seems like it's where it's going. And who knows? And they may go back. Because people have been calling for our, our Gretchen to step down. They, they, you know, number one, they just didn't like not being told the absolute truth. It's been, it's been twisted to sound like something that it's not. Right. And these state pageants and volunteers, and that's another thing, what it does for people that volunteer and give weeks and of their time to the Miss America system, they are very, they feel very deceived. Uh, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to deteriorate. It's not going to be as, uh, interesting. They're going to lose an audience. No two ways about it. You know, like you mentioned before about the Pledge of Allegiance, the, uh, well, because of the football plays, the millionaire football plays that uh, refuse to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, they're being boycotted, you know, things like that. So uh, we're losing in this country. I don't know what that's all about, you know. So, well, I, I, that, that just disgusts me. All is, I could, as soon as that happened, yep. all I could think of was that limbless veteran yes. that fought for this country so you could be a millionaire and you're not honoring what he did. That's right. That's what that's all about. And I, that, that, to me... Is is it's a heartbreak. It is a heartbreaking, you know. But uh, you're protesting the country, you're protesting America, but they have no problem taking American money, you know. Exactly, so, and then having sponsors that make you into an iconic symbol. If if you know, but I, I'm it's it's definitely boomeranged back. It is. And, gonna... and, and that charter school that refused to say mm -hmm. the pledge. Amazing. They have so much backlash from it. They change. Oh, they're going to change. I, I can't oh, yeah. believe we're, we're out of time. Uh, would you believe it, Jane Jenkins Herlong? Oh, thank you, Lou. This has been delightful. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, I hope. Keep in touch, and I'll bring you back when we have any more of uh, Beauty Queen controversies. Okay, hon. Okay. Thank you, Lou. Enjoy uh, it. My pleasure. The best to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, y'all. Okay, this is a... Uh, Interesting and comical, sort of funny show. Uh, by the way, thanks uh, for listening to Streetwise. This is uh, Lou Talano, and I'll catch you all later. Listening to Streetwise on the station that serves your community, WGBB AM 1240 and W240 DF FM 95.9. views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.